We're back to scout the senior bowl. We have Tulane quarterback Michael Pratt, Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton, and Florida wide receiver Ricky Pearsall. How big of a week is Mobile for them? We'll tell you this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and senior draft analyst, and thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. I got to kick this intro over to my guy, Mr. LSU, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X or Twitter uh, at the talent code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champ with those LSU Bingo Tigers. Man, and what the other side of this dynamic duo that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, where we bring you championship-level content each and every day, 24-7, 365, man, where we say what? That, man, look, we talk about college football. We talk about NFL football, and like we like to say, Everything starts with the NFL draft over here in DP. Today's show slate, man, we're going through some senior bowl scouting. Yes, senior bowl is upon us. It is 52 days away. DP, you didn't know I counted, huh? I counted. It is 52 days away, man. And listen, we get some highly talented quarterbacks. We have, we talked about Spencer Rattler in previous shows, but we're going to talk about two lanes quarterback, Michael Pratt. We're going to talk about Tennessee's quarterback, Joe Milton. We're going to finish up with a wide receiver, Ricky Pearsall, man. So we're going to get this thing started. But DP, before we get started, man why don't you hit without title sponsor this episode is brought to you by prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use the code all lowercase locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 two-lane quarterback michael pratt Keith, i know that you watched him over the summer and then of course now the 2023 regular season is done when you see this young man where where is his game? Where is his strengths lie for him as an NFL prospect? Yeah, it's so I, I think there. First of all, there's multiple strengths to Michael Pratt, right? And I, I'll start with the first man. What people need to understand is that he has surprising athleticism, right? This is a guy that can get out the pocket and he can make plays. And I don't want to call it freestyle because when you say freestyle, then people start to think that he's a guy that can't play on script. And he has to consistently make off script plays. And that's not the that's not the case. What I'm saying is that this is a guy that when things break down around him, he can escape that pocket. He has really good athleticism. I would almost say he's kind of somewhat sudden. Right. There's, there's a quickness to, uh, to to his process of escaping the pocket. And then you're talking about the adequate to, to good arm strength down the field or multiple times. You're talking about off platform throws, being able to throw on a run and make those completions right down the field. So there, there are a lot there. Those are the probably two things with Michael Pratt. Now, if you ask him to be put in, into a system, right, you're talking about potentially the Vikings, the 49ers type system, right? Then you ask me, can he make those throws? And I, I would say, yes, he has more than enough arm strength to make those throws. It appears that his processing is, is good to where he understands the game. And I always look for this DP and I'm, we'll consistently have this conversation throughout this draft process is the neck up, right? How do they operate from the neck up? Does their process get sped up? And 
I don't see that with Michael Pratt, right? And that's a testament to his, his his turnovers, right? He's only had thrown five interceptions, and I can't remember how many interceptions he threw the year before. But man, he protects the football, right? And I think his his answer, and he has an answer key. And his answer key for pressure is getting out of the pocket, extending the play, and doing something with that. So he's a guy when I look at him, DP, I get the the vibe of, you know what? I can either sit him the first year, right, or I can kind of just spoon feed him slowly and feed the offense to him, and I potentially have a starting NFL quarterback on my hands. And I think that's a really good spot to be in, right? Like it, we all want to talk about the all-world guys and start day one and everything else, but we've seen how many times that can go bad, and we honestly seen how much you cannot get out of it. How much are the Carolina Panthers getting out of evaluating Bryce Young? How much is Bryce Young learning in the NFL right now with just a bunch of bad stuff around him, right? They right. probably make no difference if he – doesn't play or if he's playing right now. And so that my point for Michael Pratt is that this is a guy that you bring him along slowly, put him in the right situation. I think you have something on your hands. No, I I, I like that, Keith, and I agree with you. I think he's a day two pick, man. Uh, I, I can see third that third round is kind of that sweet spot for him. Mm-hmm. But I yep. think a, a week in Mobile where, you know, I think if Jaden Daniels accepts his invite, right, the Heisman goes down there. Uh, we'll see how that, how that works out with Agent Wiseman and, you know, just his draft stock in general. But if he were to be out there, right, you're going to have Joe Milton, who we're going to talk about a little later. There'll be some big names, some big bodies, some big arms, and a lot of different type of games out there. If Michael Pratt can go out there and have a good week, a successful week, it could put him maybe back into the second four team that isn't in range, right, to to get one of those quarterbacks. You talk about the Minnesota Vikings. If those guys aren't in range and if they're not going to be aggressive to go up, you can wait to day two and draft a Michael Pratt and feel good about putting him with Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson, and the rest of the pieces they have in the Twin Cities. Yeah, DP, and it, listen, we, we're talking about a lot of bad quarterback play in the NFL right now. I was um, I was just talking with somebody yesterday, DP, and you, you name off the amount of backup quarterbacks playing right now. You're talking about the Giants. You're talking about the Jets, right? The, the Saints, you, you might want to say that's a backup quarterback situation. Right. Then you have the Raiders. You have Justin Herbert being injured right now. Right. To where their backup quarterback is going to play the rest of the season. The Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and, and I think there's probably three on the na- three other names. So you're talking about a quarter of the almost a third of the league, DP, where there's backup quarterbacks playing. So that's why I say with Michael Pratt, you're talking about oh a third rounder and people kind of, you know, they kind of sneeze at that. Right. It's like, ah, that's a third round pick. I want first round guys. Well, guess what? Aiden O'Connell went the back end of the draft, and he's the star quarterback for the Las Vegas. Tommy Raiders, DeVito right? went undrafted. And he's Tommy DeVito me. went undrafted. So we're talking about a guy that is highly talented that you're going to see in the NFL level. Now the question is, like we said, what does he bring to the table? And I think he brings a lot of likable traits to the table. And there's a clip I'm going to post on Twitter, DP. And listen, I even seen him. I think it was against North Texas, right? And – he kind of ran an end around. Well, he it was a wide receiver screen, right? But they it was a double wide receiver screen to where now he became the lead blocker on the play, right? Exactly and you see him, you see him get up the field and he get after the defender. And it's like, you know what? You think about the discussions about Tommy DeVito, right? You think about the discussions with past um backup quarterbacks that became NFL starters, right? Or those late round guys, what 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 they all say about him. And they have a certain element of grit, right? The, the players, mm-hmm. um, they, they gravitate to them. They're leaders, right? And just that little bit of play, that showed me enough that, you know what? He ain't scared, right? He's going to throw it all on the line for his teammates in order to make a positive play. And that thing translates not only to the offensive players, DP, but you know who else is looking at that? The defensive players. And they're saying, you know what? This is a tough dude. I could go to war with him. 
Keith, I, I, and when I, I watched that same game and I saw touch, I saw timing, anticipation. There was a, a couple out routes where the ball is almost out of his hands as the receiver is rounding the break. And it's like those are the type of things, the processing of information, reading coverages and stuff. Now, you want to clean, him to clean up some – he'll take some chances down the yeah, field. he will. He will. You know and, what I'm saying? He's very fearless. And, and, and the deep ball part, and, and we'll just – and so that way we can get both sides, right, because that's what we yeah. do. We like to talk the NFL Draft Podcast, right? We'll get both sides of this real quick, DP. I'll yeah. talk about the, the – con, not concerns, right, but the question marks. And that would be – the consistent down the field accuracy, right, and decision making from mm-hmm. times, and that, that's the one thing that he has to figure out. So, if you're gonna ask this guy to launch it on a dime, sixty yards down the field, of streaking wide receivers, I'm not necessarily sure how much you'll get out of that. But everything else, I feel comfortable with. No, one hundred percent, kid. And I'm glad you brought that up because that was, you know, we we gotta paint the whole picture, right? Like there are some things that you want to see him in mobile. You want to see him go out there. Operate the offense as it's designed and coached to them, right? But also, when you take those deep shots, let it be calculated. Don't just push it out. We went to the, what was it, the 2022 uh, Senior Bowl, and we got Carson Strong out there just freelancing, doing his own thing, mm-hmm. right? Th- testing w- windows that he shouldn't test, trying to prove he can run, trying to silence doubters. He was putting this his efforts and his energy into a negative headspace and it didn't make him look any better out there at practice. You don't, you want Mike, you want uh, Michael Pratt to just go out there, run the offense. And like I said, if you're going to take those deep shots, Hey, make sure check the, check the, the, the defense post snap. Is it too high safety or is it one high? If it's one high, where is he lying? Aligned? Is he on the hash? Is he in the middle of the field? Where is he? Because that lets you know and gives you a better indicator on how big of a deep window you will have. So he's got some things he's going to have to prove, but the athleticism is there. I think he's got a good enough arm. He's accurate. I think, of, you know, especially the first two levels of the defense. And I really like his anticipation overall. Yeah, I agree 100% with DP. Let's keep this thing going, man. We're going back-to-back quarterbacks, and we're going with Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton, DP, and we're going to lay the scene, right? Because early on, you talked about this was one of the guys that you thought can come on the scene, right? They were they, We did our call-your-shot segment. He was a call-your-shot guy, right? And then there were some hiccups throughout the season. But DP, I'm about to call my shot, man. I got something I want to say with this okay. draft prospect, Mr. Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton himself. So y'all stay tuned, man. We're about to have a really fun conversation. I'm about to mix some things up up in here. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, I know it's the holiday season, and typically what me and my family do, we come together the year before. You know, We give gifts, but we pick names out of a hat to know who you're picking a gift for the following year. So it's always kind of stressful to pick out gifts and whether it's gift cards, vacations, whatever, you know, donate, whatever it is that you uh, want to give somebody. It's not, it's not always easy, right? But at some point you have to focus on enjoying time together and enjoying time for yourself, right? So whether or not you and your family give gifts during the holidays, you get to define how you give to yourself. And therapy is a great way to define that. Therapy is a great way to tap in and to make sure you have somebody unbiased, that's objective, that's going to listen to every part of your story and give you feedback. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton Keith. We was what, 6'5", 240, elite arm talent, good mobility. You said 
you were going to mix some things up. I'm not going to make the people wait, Keith. So what, when you watched Joe Milton, when you scouted him for, for, for this, for this episode and you watched the tape, what did the tape tell you about this young man? The tape told me that this guy has a lot to work with DP. And listen, at the end of the day, we're going to have a conversation about Will Levis. We're going to have a conversation about Anthony Richardson. I'm going to sit it there and park it right there. Now, when you look at the statistically, right, he's very statistically comparable, right? 20 touchdowns, five interceptions. I think Anthony Richardson had 17 touchdowns and maybe five interceptions. And Will Levis was somewhere around that give and take a couple more interceptions. So, but if you look at the physical tools, right? arm strength right the, the the mobility part of it the athleticism part of it to be able to throw off platform the arm strength the arm talent is all there so i kind of want to push back on a narrative of because i feel like there's a draft conversation of throw joe milton away and that is not the conversation listen we know how this process for the senior bowl goes right where um you know jim Nagy talked about how you know his scouts they evaluate the talent right but then he also gets gets a gauge from the nfl and that's how they kind of com combine both of the, the situations to be able to dictate who's going to be the senior bowl invites and guess what i can see why the senior bowl scouts i can see why the nfl dp is interested in joe milton because the physical tools are there and you have to look at it from the tennessee perspective i'm gonna be honest i just don't think this tennessee team was as talented i watched both sides of it dp i started off with the vanderbilt game right where their team was clearly better right and that's when it, that was his best game of the season Four touchdowns, I believe, no interceptions. I watched the Georgia game, right, where they were clearly the inferior team in that in, in that game, right? I watched the Alabama game where it appeared that things were equal. And guess what? When they played the, the better team, DP, Joe Milton didn't look that good. When they played the, the team that they were better than, Joe Milton looked really good. When they played a team that they matched up with um, kind of on par Alabama, you got a decent to solid Joe Milton quarterback prospect. So I thought it was a fun, I thought it was a fun watch, DP. Joe Milton, like I said, I, I am moving him up on my on my draft boards, on my draft radar. I think there's a statement to be made, and I can't wait to see him at the senior bowl. No, and keep that that's where it, that encapsulates exactly how I feel. Cause I was, it's been a roller coaster ride for me, man. Yeah, and, 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 and listen, truthfully, his season has been a roller coaster, right? Because like, mm -hmm. I think he started off, I want to say, cause I, I went back and looked at, I think he started off maybe nine touchdowns, zero interceptions or something like that to the season. And he was hot. Right. And then they hit that, that, that rough patch of, I think it was, it was the Georgia Bama, right? They, they hit that kind of patch right there and they kind of dwindled a little bit. And then he finished strong, like I said, against Vanderbilt, where it was the four touchdowns, no interceptions. But I, I also, and this is part of the scouting conversation, right? Because we we, we did that. And I'm I'm going to flip it to you, but let's have fun with this conversation, right? In regards to Joe Milton. Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, right? There, there, was, there was a lot of discourse about both of them. Um, both of them, like we said, statistically, everything, they, they probably played very similar, right? What were the separations for those guys? And then what's going to separate it for you with Joe Milton, whether you feel like he's a third, fourth round pick or you feel like he's a first round pick, right? What's going to be the difference in, in conversation between Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, Joe Milton? How are you as a senior draft analyst, DP, going to decipher between the three? Because on the surface, right, their, their quick impact statement that we do for our scouting reports, it's probably going to be very similar. Yeah, if I, you know, with Anthony Richardson, I saw a guy that the he the, the true the tools for all of them were the same, right? Elite arms, big, strong, mobile. But I saw what and what separated Anthony Richardson for me was I saw him take over a couple games where those traits last year, 
like they he didn't just have the traits, they translated the traits translated on the field. Where when I looked at Will Levis, I saw a guy that mentally was behind the eight ball in terms of processing and different things like that. Where but when he's when everything's on time on rhythm, his his traits were able to shine a little bit, right? When I looked at Joe Milton, I felt kind of in right in that kind of Will Levis wheelhouse where it's like I, for me, he's got a there's some things that I want to see in Mobile, right? Where the arm talent, I think we're going to have some oohs and ah moments where that ball flies off his hand. I believe so. And there could be some tight ends and be like, I'm not, no, we're going to let body catch, hit, hit the pads. I'm not trying to catch that with my hands. We're going to have some of those situations where you're going to hit a thud of the football from his arm to the chest plate and, and, and the, the, the pads of his receivers, right? And we're going to see the deep ball, you know, play action. I want to see how he handles because that, that Josh Hypo offense doesn't get you prepared for the league. I want to see how he hand. We weren't able to see that with Hendon Hooker because he tore the ACL, right? Mm-hmm. He was he was at the senior bowl, but he couldn't do anything because oh, he was yeah, hurt. So I want to see how Joe Milton handles that NFL coaching, right? See them put him in positions to let him kind of um, let him be successful. And can he hit the? Because the thing about it, Keith, the thing that, that when I watched him, for a guy with that big arm, this is where he has to improve on the season. Right on the season in 2023, he completed less than 30% of his passes in the deep portions of the field, 20 plus yards down the field. He was 18 of 61. Now, when he hits, he hits big almost 750 of his passing yards came on those few, those 18 completions. So, so they can see he can stretch the field, but it's got to be he, he's. I'm gonna tell you the best way that I describe Joe Milton, he is a pitcher that's trying to figure out, add more pitches to his game. So he's a fastball guy. He's got that 110-mile-per-hour 100, heat seeker. He can he can spin it, right? But it's, can you can you develop that changeup? Can you develop that slider, that curve, and take something off of the ball? Because a lot of his misses, even when he has a guy stacked, he just he's struggling trying to put enough arc and decide how much arc to put on it. So I, I, I want to see him how to kind of handle NFL coaching to improve that part of his game, right? With the reps he'll get. But man, I mean, the tools are there, Keith. He's a day. He's a. He's a. I think I gave him a um, a developmental. I think high fourth round thing. Thing where I gave him because it's like, all right, third fourth round. I feel real comfortable taking him there because I'm not starting him. Right? Give him that Will Levis treatment, Keith. Let him sit behind the veteran. Now I, go, I know he's he's twenty. He's gonna be twenty four, whatever. I know like the age is gonna throw some people off, but age doesn't bother me as much if you have tools. If you're Kenny Pickett and, with an average arm, a, that's a quarterback, right? We're talking about a yeah. quarterback where you can't touch him, right? If you touch him too hard or your your elbow touches the helmet, it, yeah, it's a fifteen yard penalty. DP, I, I just found myself, man, even watching the film, I'm like, ah, that wide receiver dropped the ball. Yes. Oh man, yeah, the wide receiver could—the wide receiver could have helped them out here. Now there were misses long, right? Mm-hmm. But then when I thought about it, I'm like, man, I'm saying the same thing I'm saying about Will Levis, and I'm saying some of the same things I'm saying about Anthony Richardson, which got me to think, DP, like just with the quarterback narrative and also the hype sake, the hype, the, the hype cycle, and the groupthink part of it, right? Is that you know we we were able to get really excited about those two guys. Right, and, yeah. and and the momentum carried through draft season, and then Joe Milton possesses some of the same skill sets, right? And there's some 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 big time throws across the middle of the field for Joe Milton too, where he put that 100%. ball in some tight windows. Um, but 
the same conversation doesn't apply. I'm going to go ahead and, and I, I'd rather be aggressive today, right? Yeah. What is today? December, December 14th. I'm going to be aggressive, right? When it, in this conversation, and then I'll allow him to kind of pull back for the senior board, right? No, if he, that, that, if, if, if I fade back off of it, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm going to just kind of do the Simpsons meme while I just kind of fall into the bushes <laughs> on <laughs> Joe Milton. But really exciting prospect, man. And no, I, think, I like that, Keith. Yeah, he it just there's I think his draft stock can be explosive. There's a lot of volatility one way or the other that can go. He's got some mechanical Mitt. things I want to see him improve. Like like yep. I think his inaccuracy at times, he he'll his his feet, he could he tends to overstride at times with that open foot, that lead mm -hmm. foot where he overstrides, he doesn't load the back foot and kind of just rotate through the torso to to drive the ball. He's got an easy arm, right? I think it was was it against Virginia, maybe Austin P where he throws like an easy 70 yarder with the flick of his wrist and the receiver just dropped it. It was like a walk in touchdown early in the season. I think that clip went viral and it's like, man, if your receivers could just help you out a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I agree with you. And I think for, for him, Keith, just literally just kind of working on the mechanics. I think if he works on those mechanics and, and irons them out a little bit also against pressure, I saw he get, he would not, you know, you see some guys get happy feet and start scattering. He'll get stone-footed sometimes, just standing and then just try to rip it, just all upper body. It's like you don't want that to happen because you're not getting enough enough of your body into the throw. So it's just some mechanical almost, things he can work on. Almost like Will Levis, right, what we say, just stand in the pocket too much. So that, that it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting conversation. I'd rather us kick it off before anybody 100%. else kicks this conversation off, man. But it was a really – it was a fun, it was exciting watching. If you guys haven't watched Joe Milton, definitely turn him on. I promise yeah. you it, it's worth the watch, right? Whether you like him or dislike him after the watch, it's at least worth the watch. But, DP, let's keep this thing going, keep it flowing, man. We were just in the SEC East. We're going to stay in the SEC East when we're going with wide receiver Ricky Pearsall. Some people call him Ricky P. But, man, this wide receiver can make a lot of noise, right? We had last year, we had Puka Nakua come to the senior bowl, man, and we see how that turned out to be one of the best young wide receivers in the NFL. So coming up next, man, we're going to talk about Ricky Pearsall and what is his draft profile heading into the senior bowl. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stays hot on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Guys, right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, first things first, why are you thinking? Okay, let's put some action to it. Let's put some action to it and go do it. But secondly, there's no better time or place to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and guys, so much. I promise you so much more that you can bet on. So go and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the season. Go visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off or continue to kick off the NFL season because FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. We close this thing out with Florida wide receiver Ricky Pearsall. Keith, there's a lot on the line for Ricky at it, the scene in Mobile because you think about last year's what Tank Dell. You said Puka Nakua, Dontavion Wicks, Jaden Reed. There are, um, uh, you know, Jonathan Mingo got drafted in the second round, right? Like the, the senior bowl matters for these wide receivers. The one-on-ones is going to be pivotal for guys to go out there and shine, Keith. So when you when you turned on the tape for Ricky Pearsall, where what did you see that you liked 
and you want to see improvement. And how high are you going to be on Ricky P? Yeah, I, I, Ricky P. I like that we got a coin there, DP. Um, but nah, man, I, I think when I watch Ricky Pierce, he's a guy that I just simply say has it, right? And listen, we get into scouting and we like to throw out um, you know, functional athleticism and body control and wide catch radius and tempo route runner, right? We like to use all of these phrases, but sometimes it's just simple. You cut the film on and you say, this is a football player, right? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he is, man. It's a guy that understands how to get open. He understands the, the soft spots and zone coverage, right? When he's playing, man, he understands how to mix his tempo and releases, right? He get vertical. He has no problem making contested catches. This is the same wide receiver. Everybody's talking about, okay, Florida wide receiver, Ricky Pearsall. For those who don't remember this, like, you know, maybe have a visual memory, right? Remember the wide receiver that went viral for the Jordan catch, right? Where he reached out with oh, one yeah. hand, legs wide open, spread that thing, and then went and got the football, right? Looked like Michael Jordan, the, the Air Jordan symbol, right? And he came down with the football. So I see toughness, right? And it's not the first one. He did it against LSU also, man. So this is a guy that, I, I like I said, man, just where do I have him as of now? Third round. I think I think he, he's, he, he's, he can place himself firmly in that back end of the top 100 prospect. But also... I wanted to bring the Puka Nakua conversation, right? Because when you think about those type of offenses, when when those wide receivers and listen, Sean McVay and and somewhat Kyle Shanahan, but we've seen it more with Sean McVay and his disciples as far as um, Kevin O'Connell, right, and, and then Lafleur, is that these type of wide receivers, when you can put them in motion in this type of scheme, right, and they they know that they're going to get zone, the IQ and the functional athleticism. Is going to get them so much further, right? Like then potentially in other schemes. I don't think Ricky Pearsall is a four-two, four-three guy, but I think he understands enough how to get open, and that's what we see with Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua wasn't going to blow anybody away on film as far as running a four-two or four-three, but you liked him because you just said that he was a gamer. So I feel the same way about Ricky Pearsall. Is that you know what? I just want this guy on my football team. If he's a number three, right, or, you, you know, somewhere in that threshold, you know exactly what I think about is that the Cincinnati Bengals, right? And you're talking about paying Jamar Chase, and you're talking about what are you going to do with T. Higgins, and any combination of the Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and you have to let one of those guys walk. Ricky Pierce, in my opinion, can be a good throw-in, and I think he'll have an immediate impact because he's an experienced guy, and you can just tell how savvy he is, savvy he is as a player, uh, just watching the game film. No, 100%, uh, Keith, I agree with you. He he has a veteran game, veteran feel yep. to his game, right? Like, we talk about tempo and routes and understand how to t- attack leverage and, like I said, settle down, not just locate the soft spots in his own, settle down and make himself available. But also, I think he's good after the catch as well, who has spatial awareness, the feel for defenders that are kind of crowding and closing in on them. Uh, but the, the the ball skills, right? You know, he's listed at, what, 6'1", 192 pounds. It's probably six foot one ninety, right? Probably, you know, more than likely that's what he's gonna measure in at. Maybe five eleven, six foot. We'll see. But we think back to Tank Dell and guys who are built like this, who aren't six two, uh, legit six two, two hundred pounds. Oh man, he's got to play in the slot, right? He's got to play in the slot. He's got to be lined up inside. No, 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 no. You look at how Bobby Slowick has done what he do- has done with Tank Dell prior to the injury. Tank played a lot on the outside for the mm-hmm. Texans. But it was how he played on the outside. He wasn't outside the numbers, tight to the sideline. No, because that's putting him at a disadvantage. You slide him inside the numbers, he's still a Z receiver. And now he has a two-way go, essentially, and more space. And the more that NFL 
offensive coordinators and play designers understand this, the more we can kind of get away from having to throw every non six three receiver into the slot. So, like, I think Ricky Pearsall, the toughness, and it was I'm talking, was it the South Carolina game where he where he basically ended that game? Uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like he he called game. You know what I mean? And the the toughness, the grit. The, the competitiveness, the ball skills. I, I love to see a guy go outside of his body, outside of his frame, right, and pluck the ball at the highest point. You know what I mean? We talked about Troy Franklin and this or that this past uh, week, last Friday, Keith. And what was one of my biggest knocks on Troy? Troy doesn't elevate for the ball. Troy waits for the rainbow. He waits for the for the for the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow to fall to him instead of going up and say, listen, that's my money. Let me go get that. Ricky Pearsall goes up and gets it. Whether it's one-handed, two-handed, he's got body control, gets two feet down. He's an impressive guy. I think that third round, man, legit is a really good spot for him. Like I said, you think about the Tyler Boyds. Um, I know another guy I thought about was uh, Jacoby Myers, you know what I mean, which I think he's a better athlete than Jacoby. I think he's quicker and more sudden and more explosive and straight line. But a guy that can move around, can run good routes, he can naturally separate but then he's really reliable. And a guy that has reliable hands like that, Keith, the quarterbacks always trust him. If you can get open, get to your spots, get and be where I need you to be and snatch the football, oh, yeah, a quarterback, whoever his quarterback is in the NFL, he gets on the field, they're going to know I can truck, trust Ricky P. Yeah, no, 100%, man, and I like it, Ricky Pierce. So, and we'll, we'll see, right? And that's that's the slate, man. That's the slate for the day show. We talked about Tulane quarterback Michael Pratt. We talked about Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton, and we talked about Florida wide receiver Ricky Pierce. So guess what, man? We're going to continue to unload these prospects, right, to talk to you all about them. That's what we do, man. Like we said, we talk college football to the process to the NFL, but it all starts with the NFL draft, and this draft process is getting started. It's getting heated up. So y'all know where to stay tapped into, man. You tap into the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast each every single day man i am keith sanchez you can find me on x at the talent code that is my co-host man damian parson you can find him on x at dp underscore nfl man we're having dope conversations having really good conversations if y'all agree with the conversation man go ahead and comment like right subscribe if you don't agree with the conversation go ahead and comment still subscribe and then comment and let us know why you don't agree with what we're saying man but we're talking draft prospects we are getting this thing going keep getting it rolling man i want to say thank you for tapping in with us every single day go subscribe and follow for free on youtube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available thank you for making locked on NFL draft your first listen today and every day shout for being our everyday as we got a double dose tomorrow of this and that we go offensive side of the ball defensive side of the ball then we got the rookie spotlight what rookie has got to shine in week 15 of the nfl season we'll talk about that all tomorrow so come and